0: Hi, everyone. My name is Peter Bartel and I'm an employer relations partner here on the career team at Southern New Hampshire University. Thanks for listening to our liberal arts series podcast. Today we have our featured guest and SNHU alumna, Lisa Milden, here to join us. Uh, Lisa is an experienced writing professional. So today we'll be discussing the writing profession and and sage advice from Lisa that she has to give uh, on the field, her background, etc. Um, and suggestions. Uh, Lisa, thanks so much for joining us. If you'd like to introduce yourself and your background to begin, that'd be great.
1: Sure, great. Thank you, Peter. Um, well, again, my name is Lisa, and um, my career is, well, I don't know, it may not be too unusual or not. I, uh, as I said, my previous life, um, I was an IT professional for 30 years. I did start pretty young, so. Uh, in IT but I um, it's kind of interesting how I fell into the degree Um, I was told I was in cybersecurity and I was told just get a piece of paper doesn't matter what degree you get you know you'll uh, so I could advance and I thought okay and you know I was kind of tired of the stress and stuff from from a cybersecurity uh, position but you know I wanted to move up and lo and behold you know I was really impressed with uh, SNHU and how they, you know, were just so warm and personable and welcoming. And um, well, I started on the program and I found out that I absolutely loved, you know, creative writing. And I said, well, you know, let's just forget about the cybersecurity thing. I think it's time to switch careers to something that I'm more passionate about. And the rest is kind of history. There, um, I, you know pretty much, um, devoured every course I took and just loved every minute of it. I mean, and I know that may seem odd for, cause I did online, but I absolutely loved it and felt connected even though I was an online student. And, you know, I just, um, I couldn't get enough of it. Um, you know, uh, I graduated in back in 2018, um, with honors even, and, uh, I started out um, early, uh, early on, just as a content writer, and like I said, it, it was interesting how you know that all kind of fell in. I never really saw myself as a nonfiction writer, but content writing definitely was my niche. And um, from there, I, I rapidly moved up the ladder through several different positions, but, um, I, I did, or I still do have a background in technical writing, but obviously, you know, that can be kind of dry and boring, so it was a little bit of a switch mentally to go from technical writing to creative fiction or non-fiction writing, but SNHU, you know, more than, more than enough helped me make that transition, and, you know, I, been working as a writer and editor ever since um so i think yeah i i i guess i really just owe a lot to snhu for really giving me my revealing my true passion
0: yeah for sure it's good lisa that it sounds like you've kind of done a lot of different niches within the writing field technical writing content etc um if so we'll dive into some questions now for you. Um, if a student has no experience in the field, right, and we get this a lot, um, where should they start um, in order to get into the field? What are your suggestions? Volunteer, internship, portfolios, what uh, What do you recommend?
1: Well, you know, because especially students, you know, that may have no experience, they may not have much of a portfolio. And really how I first started out, um, well, obviously, I did an internship through SNHU with uh, an online company and kind of started learning some of the basics of what content writing was all about. Um, but what really helped is uh, not only with, and I, forgive me, I, I've forgotten her name, but one of the, the advisors helped me take, like, what I had written from different classes and create a portfolio from that. Um, And, and, you know, I really think, you know, take advantage of those courses that, you know, the school offers you because, you know, I took a nonfiction course. I took, of course, fiction course, um, you know, some doing some like playwriting and take advantage of those courses and, you know, hang on to those, hang on to those final papers because, you know, they, Can give you at least a beginning step of a portfolio, but what I also did while I was in school, um, I found a couple of volunteer places that I got to get my feet wet and try out different, you know, different genres of writing and just to figure out what I was more comfortable with and, you know. I, I have to say I was really blessed with a, a couple of these places because they were really open to helping me grow as a writer. And, you know, and I think, you know, you, a lot of people are like oh, volunteer, but I'm telling you, there's, there's a lot of people out there who really want to help other writers because, you know, it's, it's a hard, it's hard to rise up above, you know, the throng of voices, but, you know, those internships and those volunteer uh, jobs, I mean, made me where I'm at now because that experience basically, you know, impressed people enough that they hired me. And, you know, with someone who had zero portfolio, I mean, it was vital for me finding a position.
0: Experience is experience is experience. right?
1: Exactly. Even if it's voluntary. And you know what? I found that most companies when I applied for jobs they didn't care if you were paid or not they just wanted to see your portfolio so it doesn't matter if you're being paid or not
0: that's great yeah I always recommend to students as well you know like you said even 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 if it's quote papers like you said when you're starting out at Adam I mean it's it's whether you're paid or not it it's it's work in the it it's is. field related it's field work so yes yeah um, now you work remotely Lisa so yes. Um, what, that's a lot different than working in an office environment. Um, so what would be your biggest recommendations to be successful working remotely as a writer?
1: Well, I will say, um, you know, cause I used to do the old nine to five gig, um, for many years and it was a bit of a switch, but you have to be disciplined just like you do with school. So what I would do, you have to set your mindset, get up dress for work whether you're going outside of the house or you're staying home um, so that helps you put your mindset okay it's time to work now and you know try to have you know set yourself a space that this is strictly for work because if you did what i and i'll admit i made mistakes i kind of left my kind of a generic area so you know i'd where I'd do arts and crafts, or, you know, here I'd, you know, be working, or, so there was a lot of distractions, and I learned that, you know, to, to hone in a professional environment, um, you've got to create that workspace, no matter where you are, whether you're going to a coffee shop or not, you've got to create your little space that this is, that I'm sitting down to work, and this is where, you know, I need to draw boundaries with that, and, and I think that's the key, is just Getting your mind around the point of no matter where you are, you're still working and just, you know, make make a point of setting up a space, whether it's just mental space or, you know, you just have to set that aside.
0: I keep my door closed to my office, um, you know, similarly. Right. Because I, I agree. You kind of have that separate space. You say, yeah. I think for both of us, at least psychologically, you just feel more that you let the creative juices flow when you do that.
1: Correct. Yes. Awesome. And I mean, like what I do, like, so like I live in a small little cottage. um, So maybe you don't have an office space. So what I do is I have my headphones, which is noise canceling. Mm -hmm. And, you know, a lot of times I may not even be listening to music or anything. I just put them on because that helps me focus more because I'm, helping filter out, you know, outside noise. So you can do it whether you have office space or not. So it's just takes practice, takes practice.
0: Yep. Yeah. And you talked a lot about your academic program. So I want to switch gears a bit again and and dive into that. Um, What is one or maybe a few things you're glad you took advantage of during your academic program at SNHU?
1: Well, you know, kind of what I briefly touched on before is I took advantage of trying out several different kinds of you know courses about writing like I, I i never saw myself as a nonfiction writer to be quite honest with you um, my focus was like, oh i'm going to be totally fiction well i tried different courses um you know just because i i wanted to be a well-rounded individual and i think this is important for any writer be well-rounded try a course that maybe you're thinking ah it's not my interest you may find out that that is really where you excel um, that was a huge thing for me. Like nonfiction wasn't my thing. And, you know, I even talked with my instructor a lot. She was amazing. And she's like, you know, you really should consider nonfiction as a career. And, you know, you know, take advantage of those relationships with your instructors, because I tell you, she really helped shape shape my direction where I took off from from that point. Um, but I think, you know, don't be afraid to try something, you know, a course that maybe you're just not you know, thinking maybe you wouldn't do well in, you would be very surprised. But that's one thing, And you know, SNHU offers such a variety uh, of, you know, classes to help, you know, teach you about different styles of genres or, or whatever. Um, and take advantage of that. I think that was one big one that I hadn't, you know, realized until, you know, probably about a year or so ago. I thought they pretty much defined my career now. Um and and another one that was huge for me, I mean essentially that's why I do as well as I do was the in, you know they had an online internship uh you know job hunt job search and I got an internship you know that was sponsored by the SNHU and that internship you know pretty much opened doors for me that uh, you know I'm not sure you know I would have probably had more difficulty getting open cuz it taught me you know what the whole content management um, type of career was about because I I really had no clue. <laughs> to be honest, I I wasn't sure. I thought, oh, I'll be a journalist, but you know that may not be for everyone. But content writing was, you know, the classes were huge in helping me in my content writing
0: experience is absolutely vital oh when yeah fast from outside so and yeah. it's good too that you I think you brought up a really good point like your your uh, professors or your instructors they've more times than not have a ton of field experience so oh yeah rely on them they've been there done that so thanks yeah. for bringing that up
1: and you know and I think you know because i being an older student, I was always a little self-conscious, but, you know, so I was kind of a little nervous to talk to him, but it was amazing how open, you know, that the instructor, you know, all my variety of instructors were on helping guide me and helping improve and, you know, just give me pointers, if nothing else, um, you know, on how to, you know, make a living in, you know, with creative writing, and, um, you know, there's, there's some that have even you know offered because I had written some papers that um, they like hey this is almost ready for publication in a magazine you know I've kept in contact with some of these professors because they're still wanting to see me succeed and I think that is amazing but just rare for a school to have professors who really care that much about their students. Great. You know, I'm I, to me, I just I know it's like a broken record, but I'm just I've been to a few schools. I I, I had a few false starts and SNHU really. I mean, their staff really, you know, helped helped me along, but made me feel so much a part of the school and and so much a part of my success.
0: Awesome. Thanks for sharing. Um, so let's flip it now. Right. It's easy to talk about the positives and things (laughs) I did take advantage of. What's maybe something that you wish you'd pay more attention to during your academic program at SNHU?
1: Oh, you know, and this is something I I I I do regret is that there's you know some student programs you know just kind of like online student clubs and and I really didn't take much advantage of it because well one I was working you know 50 60 hours a week with my regular job and juggling school and i thought ah you know i just don't have time for that and i really regret it because i think that the clubs and different things there was you know i think there was one about a reading club reading book a book reading club and and just utilizing some of that if nothing else to make connections with your fellow students um you know i don't know camaraderie i suppose helped for one thing you know just you know, like, hey, we're having a hard time with this class or, you know, being able to bounce ideas back and forth. Or I I really, really wish I had taken more advantage of that. But I just, you know, didn't I had to prioritize and uh, really regret that I didn't prioritize some of that time to take advantage. Because there's a lot of, again, online clubs that, you know, I, I think you can not only, you know, build good relationships, but, you know, think about this future connections, you know. Um, that, Hey, I've got a position that I know you'd be perfect for, (laughs) you know, that kind of thing.
0: Yeah. Networking Uh, is huge. I think that for me too, that I agree, that would be the biggest um, value add on the surface, at least like attending those club meetings.
1: Yeah. I, I really regret that. I mean, I, I was part of a couple honor societies and I did what I could, but you know, really on a, deep level. I really didn't get real involved. Um, and I regret that because I think there could have been so much more growth, um, out of it for one, but, you know, to me, you know, especially in liberal, liberal arts, I mean, it's part of relationship with people too. You know, it's not just about the creative side, but, you know, creativity is something being shared with your fellow man. Um, and, I think not having those personal connections, you're losing a little bit of that that specialness of of the program.
0: Yeah, for sure. well, th- thanks, Lisa. So sure. what are some pros and cons of making writing your profession?
1: Well, the biggest one, you know, you have lots of competition, lots of competition, and trying to rise above everyone who's whether they've gotten a degree or not is is difficult and you have to really you know fight to get your voice to be heard Um, and it can I mean it takes a lot of effort I mean you can do it but it takes a lot of effort and I think that's probably the biggest con of all is just trying to you know get your voice to be seen or I should say should be heard, um, your writing to be seen. Um, you know, that's that's a big one. But, you know, what I mention is, you know, reconsidering that volunteer work because I think that's a step in the right direction to, you know, getting um, getting your writing out there, you know, professionally. Um now for another hmm, I think, um, especially for new writers, not knowing what your niche is 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 difficult. Mm-hmm. Um, content writing specifically is very niche oriented, and and you know, kind of what I mean by that is like you have to have some sort of specialty uh, or specialty in a, a particular topic. Um, you know, and I know a lot of younger writers might not have that kind of experience. I mean, they can find ways to kind of work it, but, um, you know, really figuring out what your specialties are and what you write about best um, will take some time. And, you know, again, I point back to, you know, doing any internships and volunteer work to find out, well, hey, I really enjoy writing about gaming. So let's, you know, let's see if I can develop, you know, develop some uh, pieces for that. But, um, you know, those are probably the two big ones for a a con. Um, But now a pro, I I could sing about this all day. I love being a freelancer. Uh, I mean, there's obviously negatives. You don't have someone, you know, paying for your insurance and all this stuff because I'm my own business. But you have that freedom to it's like, okay, well, I know I've got this this uh, contract coming up that needs an article for this person. Or this topic, Um, they'll give you a loose deadline, but you can work more towards your, you know, when that spur of the moment kind of creativity hits you more than you would like a regular like nine to five job. Um, I mean, there are lots of nine to five, you know, writing out there, but, you know, to me, I've been there, done that (laughs) with uh, not with writing, but well, technical writing. But I think that's one of the the beauty of uh, being a freelance writer and editor is that you you can pick and choose your time when you're most creative or you have the most energy to work. Um, I mean, I don't know if that's all creatives, but I know most of the ones that I know you have your your creative juices are ebb and flow uh, during the day. And I think that's kind of one of the big pros of all is that you can you can work anywhere and you can work whenever
0: Uh, yeah I'd imagine too with the like contracts coming up that really would get the adrenaline going
1: oh yeah yeah
0: (laughs) Yeah. Uh, and I know it's it's obviously different right if you're freelancing or you have like a set nine to five but what are some common salary ranges uh, for writing in in the field
1: well for like like a lot of content writing, they tend to pay by the word. Um, You know, you have a few, you know, regular jobs, um, and they tend to start out like someone fresh out of college, you know, around, I'd say around $15 an hour. And that's that's probably about the average for at least around this area, uh, around, you know, like the middle of the east coast um you know but like most the most of the writing i do is strictly by word like they may pay you say like well hey you know if you can do a five or six hundred word article i'll pay 125 dollars or more like they'll say you know for new brand new writers Five cents a word is pretty much the basic rate. Now, if you're really good, you might go out at 10 cents a word, but that's um, usually what most writers start out with is between five and 10 cents a word for content writing. Um, But now, if you're working a regular, you know, for especially if you have a specific niche, now that's just a generic. If you have a niche like say like in technology or finance um or or you know the health industry that demands a lot more money uh, because there's not everyone has that kind of knowledge so that will you know obviously kick the 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 word um, price a lot more like you know at a minimum of 50 cents a word to a dollar a word depending on how complicated the the topic is but that's
0: I guess moral of the story, though, obviously, is you can't get anywhere without experience and in the exactly. internships and being well-rounded professor yeah. conversations and everything. So
1: yeah, and I tell you, you know, and I know I can hear students saying, "Well, how do I, you know, get that specialty?" And kind of what I started doing, you know, I I start out, which I'm not much into home interior. I do a lot of arts and crafts, but I'm not like, you know curtains and paint kind of person but I started researching and writing articles for myself on a particular like hey I'd really love to write about um, wallpaper Um, so I started researching and just writing sample articles to include in my portfolio and that's kind of how I started building a little bit of a you know a specialty is I just started researching learning about something that I really wanted to write about and you know, they'll almost always ask for samples of your writing um, and, you know, present some of the ones that, you know, you really are wanting to write about. And that that's you, know, you might think, well, gosh, I'm doing all this writing for no one. It's like you're doing it for a future employer. And that's how what I tell people is like, write like you're writing for a future employer. And um, that really it does make a difference.
0: Great advice. Thanks. Thanks so much, Lisa. Um, Definitely very well-rounded as a writer. Um, You've come a long way in your uh, professional career as a writer. So congrats to you on that. Um, We look forward to, uh, to seeing what you do in the future. Um, Did you have any closing thoughts before we concluded?
1: Um, You know, it just takes a lot of perseverance. I know it's hard when you're first looking for a position, Um, Believe me, I had my fair share of rejections, but, you know, just, you know, keep persevering. There are, there's plenty, especially nowadays, there's plenty of content writing work out there um, for anything. You know, you just keep, you know, just keep at it, perseverance, and just try to make as many contacts as you can. Take advantage of everything you can at SNHU because all those contacts, whether they're, you know, professors or students, You just never know, you know, how it's going to affect your career. And if nothing else, you may develop really good friendships out of it. But for a writer, having having that tribe of creatives is just crucial to success.
0: Awesome. Thanks so much, Lisa. And uh, everybody, thanks for thanks for joining our session.
1: Great! Thank you for uh, bringing me on. I really appreciate sharing.